program of the African Sisters Media Network, and that was Zion Trinity singing opening prayer to the African deity, Eshu Legba, a deity that lets us know that we always have choices. We are never victims. And we're really excited this afternoon to share a pre-recorded conversation with Oakland's inaugural adult poet laureate, Dr. Ayadeli Nzinga, and uh, and we talked about a lot of things. We talked about her projects, of which there are too many, so you need to definitely find her uh, Facebook uh, at Wordslinger, Wordslinger so that you can keep in touch with her and find out everything that she's been up to. Um, you missed a really wonderful program yesterday evening, um, Tuesday evening, but it will happen again uh, in uh, a couple of months. Uh, it's, it's a speakeasy, and uh, yesterday's program was simply phenomenal. But there's a whole lot of other things that she's going to talk about that you haven't missed. So, yeah. So anyway, so settle back um, and enjoy the ride uh, with uh, Dr. Nzinga, Warrior Woman. Okie doke. So, um Wow, it's so exciting to be speaking to you finally, um, you know, the inaugural adult poet laureate for the city of Oakland during National Poetry Month and at the end of it, but hey, um, it's still National Poetry Month. And and you, I'm going to read a little bit from, from, your, um, from your website, ayodelianzinga.com, says that you are an arts and cultural theater theoretician, practitioner working at the intersections of cultural production, community development, and community well-being to foster transformation in marginalized communities. You hold a master's in fine arts in writing and consciousness and doctorate of philosophy in transformative education and change, and you live in Oakland, California. You've been described as a Renaissance woman, and you're a producing director, playwright, poet, dramaturg, actress, performance consultant, arts educator, community advocate, and a cultural culture-bearing anchor. So how's it been? Uh, how many months now have you been Poet Laureate? And uh, sort of, yeah, talk to us about how that's been and what you have planned that people can support and participate in, what's coming up, because you've been very, very, very busy. I um, was 
<laughs> I can't think of the word. How great for a poet laureate, right? Uh, I was proclaimed uh, as as poet laureate in uh, last year. Mm-hmm. In theory, it happened in June, okay. but I uh, didn't have a formal inauguration until October. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so um, I have been the um, laureate in 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 name at least since June of last year. Okay. Nice, nice. So you're coming on um, an in-name anniversary. <laughs> right. That's right. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. Wow. So how long How long are you poet large? How long is your, your reign, so to speak? Well, see, that's one of the reasons why I framed it the way I did. When I said, uh, you know, I was supposedly, I was proclaimed the poet laureate in... Uh, June, but not uh, inaugurated till October. Exactly. A couple of other details in terms of formalizing. Our city can take a long time sometimes to do things, mm-hmm. and so in theory, my uh, I become uh, emeritus on in June of 2023. Oh, okay, you got it. But I am already advocating for you know I, I should get a a second term so that I could actually be the laureate for the full term. You yeah. know, don't, don't, don't black girl me like that. Run me out there and, you know, prototype mm-hmm. it off me and then give it away. So mm-hmm. we're already campaigning as you can see. Yes, of course. <laughs> you know, if if you don't, who will? There you go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We got to, we got to paint the sign and carry it. Right. Yes. Yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you you know you it's so fitting. I mean, you are you are so representative of of an artist who lives her work. I mean, you know, like when you did a consecutive production at Low Bottom Players of August Wilson's Centennial work. I mean, that could have been it, but you've done a whole lot more, and you continue to do more. Um, so you know, like it's. It was a, you know, it was like, wow, why not? You know, who is better suited to be our inaugural poet laureate for this city that we love? I appreciate that. I um, I think I've been blessed with a lot of firsts, like, uh, you know, the first director, Ted Redu, the Century Cycle, mm-hmm. um, uh, to be the first poet laureate. Mm-hmm. I appreciate those things, and um, I would like to thank, you know, I always called uh, Bayview, J.R. Valray did an a article um, over a decade ago mm-hmm. called Word Slang of the People's Poet, nice. and so um, <laughs> I have been introducing myself as the People's Poet for almost as long as I've been poeting, and you know, it's been a while, mm-hmm. so to actually get the title means a lot to me. Mm-hmm. Mhm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's good when the people recognize. It is. And uh I a bit of an abnormality in a sense. I was really surprised because Tongo Ison Martin surprised me. His appointment uh surprised me. He's a mm-hmm. poet I greatly respect. Mm-hmm. So it's not about skill. It's about who that skill is in the service of. Mm-hmm. And um um, Tongo is, is in all means uh, a man of the people mm-hmm. and so I thought that was so perfect and so fitting 
Mm-hmm. And so when the opportunity popped up in Oakland, I really had to be prodded um, to even allow people to nominate me because mm-hmm. I thought, you know, look here, they didn't let Tongo be the poet laureate of San Francisco. And they see about what that's hitting for right now, right? Nowhere in the world do they let me be poet laureate of, of Oakland mm-hmm. because by now they kind of understand that doesn't shut a progressive mouth. It gives it a microphone. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. And so, yeah. Again, to my great delight, I don't know what's happening in the laureate sphere, mm-hmm. but uh, it's it's a hot place. I like it. Mhm. Yeah, yeah. Cause, you know, you think about you know the the artists, and the artists are you know they carry, um, you know, they're revolutionary. You know, they carry the truth. I mean, so many poets have died, you know, for speaking as they do. And artists have given their lives for being honest and speaking the truth. So, yeah, it's great um, that these city, these municipalities that are, you know, pretty conservative in the way they're structured, mm-hmm. um, like Ayodele and Zinga, you know, like like you know your name itself, and look at look at your your um, <laughs> your your shield. Remember the, that play you did about the shields? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I guess I'm, I'm down for a good shield whenever I can get one in, huh? There's the logo for BAM CDC is a shield yeah. Yeah. Um, with the with the paintbrush and the pin are are the weapons. Mm-hmm. And then you know the logo for the lower bottom players mm-hmm. is also a shield. Mm-hmm. And and you're right, we did the play protection shield. Exactly. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, this is an aside, um, but I was wondering if um, if you knew what the reading was for this year. And, uh, and it was, yeah, the Ifa reading. And I was wondering in that, like, it's I mean, Batala's year. Oh, seriously. Yeah. It was the oh. year of Batala, and obviously Babaluaye is still out in the world cleansing. Mm-hmm. Um, I uh, have been very appreciative of of the aspects of of pandemic and society mm-hmm. that align with uh traditional teachings of Ifa. Mm-hmm. This has very much been a, a a call for the world to go inside mm-hmm. and to do some cleansing. And it's really interesting, the last public band fest we did, if you remember mm-hmm. um uh Wolfhawk Jaguar had just dropped a song called The Cleanse. It was uh, right at the uh, the beginning of, of what we now recognize as a two-year pandemic. Mm-hmm. So it's the year of Obatala, and Babaluaye is still out in the world, mm-hmm. um, bringing to a, a, a culmination, a period of cleansing and renewal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, and and tie that into to your name and who you are, Ayodele Nzinga. Ayodele uh, and Nzinga are actually uh, names from two different parts of Africa, which is actually appropriate because uh, we talked a, a bit earlier about origin story. Mm-hmm. And in terms of my African ancestry, um, for people who saw Ia Ia, you understand that I know I trekked across Africa to the doors of, of no return. So Nzinga um, is from Angola, um, the Angolan um, 
part of, of Africa. And Ayodele is a Yoruba name. Ayo means joy and and Dele means in the house. So so joy <laughs> return home is my name. Yeah. How perfect. How perfect. I mean I mean that's that's you're the poor laureate. Joy returns home. I mean home you're already home, but you reckon And Nzinga is a warrior queen. And Zinga yeah. Yeah. kept the Portuguese out of her country for years after they had been in an exhaustive war and how she in in her region women were not naturally leaders or naturally uh, consigned to the army mm-hmm. but she had been trained allowed to be trained because she was of the royal household she was a very proficient warrior <laughs> and at a point in time when there were no more men in the line to lead she stepped forward and she did and kept the Portuguese out of Angola for her reign. And the biggest story, the the best story about Nzinga that I like is that she was so efficient until there was a large bounty on her head. Mm-hmm. And so her people took her into hiding. And after being in hiding for a short period of time, the tide of the war changed. The Portuguese became more aggressive. And so against the advice of her advisor, Zinga rode out of hiding and decimated them in the battle she entered because they thought that they were looking at a ghost mm. because the rumors of her death. And from after that, um, like I said, she kept them out for a long time, but colonizers do love to colonize. Um, she became an international ambassador for her people. Mm-hmm. So I, I I like the the wholeness of my name. Joy returns home a warrior queen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And you got your shield there, like, just in case you didn't get it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah protection shield all around, you know. Wow. Wow. How awesome. How awesome. So what's, um, uh, I don't know how, how you, you structure your, um, you know, your Port Laureate um, assignment, but what, what is, you know, what are you going to, what, what are your plans? Like I know certain times, like for instance, um, Port Laureate have a project and they leave a, a particular uh, tangible um, uh, work completed when they, when they finish their, um, their particular um, service uh, assignment. So I was wondering what's yours and, and what's, what's, What's um what's on the books like you know May's coming up and then June, um what do you have yeah. planned? Well, it's interesting being the first of something. Yeah. Uh, in general, a laureate represents whoever appointed them. You can be a a, a city, state, uh, national laureate. Mm-hmm. You represent whoever uh, appointed you in terms of a literary ambassador. So every now and then, you know, I'll get tapped on the shoulder and, you know, we need a point for this or that in terms of representing the city itself. Mm-hmm. You are expected, I think, from those of us who know the tradition of a laureate is, mm-hmm. to have a work. There is yes. no such requirement in our city. This, the the poet, uh, adult poet, poet laureate program is undeveloped. Mm-hmm. Therefore, it, it is an immense, an immense opportunity for me. And also a challenge. Mm-hmm. 
and also the reason why I want to get to do it twice. Uh, <laughs> I got to get campaigning. Um, I, I have taken on work. Um, I do a, uh, the only assignment I really had was I needed to do so many meetings for the city. But there was no structure to that. And uh, there's a pandemic. So I started a digital mic um, called the Speakeasy. Mm-hmm. And the, the theme of the Speakeasy is Winter in America, um, which is ripped off of Gil Scott Heron joint. Yeah. And the theme of Winter in America changes periodically. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I convened two or three poets and someone from a different discipline. I've had comedians. Um, I've had musical guests. I don't see why I couldn't have authors or whoever else I, I, I choose. We just break up the poetry mm-hmm. with some other discipline. Mm-hmm. And I've been doing an hour and a half show that shows up about every other month. When I first started, it was every month. But mm-hmm. the public appearances and um, running my theater company and a couple of other things I do, it seems just terribly ambitious and and. There's a tiny fact that there is a very small stipend that is issued to the Poet Laureate. Mm-hmm. And I have, like I said, I was uh, declared in June, inaugurated in October. Right. And we're still waiting for the check. I feel like all of Black America. I'm still serious? waiting. Serious? I'm so serious. And as we have noted, my first year will be up in June. Yes. I'm just going to put it out there again. That's why I'm campaigning again for our second term. Yeah. So, so far, this I, I don't believe in working artists for nothing. Now, I don't say that because they have not remunerated their top poet. That is not the point here. Mm-hmm. The point is that I pay all my guests. And mm-hmm. I'm out having of received that, that stipend because it's mm-hmm. not very much money. Mm-hmm. Not having, so, you know, I'm running the laureate program out my pocket right now because mm-hmm. I dedicated it. So, uh, yeah. Uh, so, oh, my goodness. It's so Oakland, right? Oh it's so goodness. Oakland. So, speaking <laughs> to side ass by your poet laureate, um, I have in mind um, another uh, program that I did get a small grant from Oakland Cultural Funding. Mm-hmm. It's called Lexicology, and it, it has been sort of hampered by the fact we've been closed until just now. Mm-hmm. Lexicology is a series of, of performances with me and one other feature poet of my choice, mm-hmm. um, bipping around for free throughout Oakland and showing up in different places and simultaneously popping up a, uh, a writing workshop that'll, you know, like maybe we, we touch down on a, a Thursday and we have a couple of sessions and then on Saturday we have a, a little cipher we hand off some grape juice and some cookies. And by doing this, I would like to be collecting submissions for um, an anthology called The Town, Oakland. Oh, nice. Yeah, I want to collect it from across the city. I want it to be Mm multi-generational and multi-ethnic. So a combination of really short, short essays Mm -hmm. and poems. And it, and maybe maybe we get into images if if people are so inclined. It occurs to me that really young children do write. We just don't always accept it as that they draw pictures. You ever seen a picture of little kids? This is mommy. This is daddy. This is our house. 
This is yeah. our dog Buster. And see, the sun is coming down because that's what that. It's the whole story, right? That's right. So possibly, yeah, possibly uh, some pre-writing mm-hmm. from some young people. And uh, I uh, have been in combination uh, conversation with Nomadic Press. It's oh. already got a publisher. I just need to 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 get out there and collect the the work. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, I'm going to do a series, and I'm I'm waiting for warmer weather. With COVID and being of a certain age, I um, I'm happy that things are opening back up. I did a couple of gigs over the weekend. I was really grateful to be in huge rooms with really small crowds. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm looking forward to doing things that are outdoors where we can have a bigger crowd, mm-hmm. and I still feel safe. <laughs> so yeah, um, yes. Lexicology is the 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 tour that uh the local tour that'll kick off the series of workshops. Mm-hmm. Um, Speakeasy is tomorrow night, the uh, poetry edition, two hours long. Mm-hmm. Uh, me, Tongo Ison, and a poet from Oakland named Narcotic the Poet. And uh, if people don't know Narcotic, they, they need to come and see why he calls himself Narcotic. Um, mm-hmm. Also, Osun Femi, yeah. Wambi and Jury, the warrior woman, is mm-hmm. our musical guest. Oh, nice, nice, nice. There is an open mic. And uh, last time I checked, we had about 10, 15 people who mm-hmm. want to come through uh, on the open mic. I got a few more open mic slots. Mm-hmm. So I invite people to sign up for the open mic tomorrow. You can uh, hit Facebook and go to my page, Wordslinger, and you can find the event. You'll get a, a link to register, mm-hmm. and uh, you get a link to sign up for the open mic. Okay. Uh, Beast Crawl is coming back. So um, Beast Crawl. Beast Crawl is a, like Oakland's version of Lit Crawl. Oh, are you saying B, B-E or? B-E-A-S-T. Beast. Oh, you're saying Beast. Oh, okay. Oh. So uh, I'm doing a fundraiser for Beast Crawl on May 5th. Mm-hmm. Um, I am not quite sure where that's going to be, but I'm sure that there's advertisement for Beast Crawl all over the Internet. Mm-hmm. Um on May 14th, mm-hmm. I would love for everybody to come over to San Francisco mm-hmm. and hang out with me at YBCA. Mm-hmm. I um, am going to do Speakeasy Live mm-hmm. uh, from YBCA. Again, Tongo, Ias, and Martin, we are often seen together. <laughs> uh, and uh, another poet laureate from San Francisco, mm-hmm. and plus a couple of excellent poets who are members of the YBCA 10, mm-hmm. a fellowship that is uh, uh, that I'm also a part of. And we are currently curating an exhibition called Dream Seeds. And so I invite you over on May 14th to come in here. The cipher is going to be magnificent, but also to come a little early and to be able to immerse yourself in the installation itself. Mm-hmm. Um, we got theater on the horizon. I'm going to be doing a, a reading of Flowers for the Trash Man in June mm-hmm. um, in honor of Marvin X. Uh, Marvin has had some health problems mm-hmm. in, in the recent past, and uh, it is nice for people to get their flowers while they're living. And okay. that is, if you are familiar with the play Flowers for the Trash Man, then you know what a sweet little mm-hmm. uh, double entendre that is. It's a it's Marvin's origin story and a story that is about West Oakland. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. um, when the bottoms were called the Harlem of the West. Mm-hmm. And it is about um, the tracksman who is referred to as actually uh, Marvin's father who owned a floral shop down here in the lower bottoms. It's a beautiful piece of work. Um, we will be uh, doing a reading in June, and then I'm going to pair it with Opal's work that I just did, uh, Bathroom Graffiti Queen, and we're going to bring them both back uh, together in August. So you'll have a, a woman's piece and a, a piece for men playing side by side to give you a full evening of really beautiful theater. Now to warm me up for that, I am directing a project for uh, the Oakland Theater Project called The Nomo and the Say-So. Beautiful piece of work, um, black magical realism and exploration into grief. And it is just mm, such a yummy piece of work. I really, really hope that um, as many people as possible come and see it. It is about uh, a young boy who was assassinated in the 70s in Los Angeles. He is um, shot by the police. What a familiar trope. This was a, this is the name of a, a murdered black boy that I didn't know. Um, Young Grover is a, a real person that this play is based on the playwright, a woman named uh, Aisha Rahman, was pregnant at the time the young man was killed in Los Angeles. And she, um, or, or maybe it was Chicago. I don't know this. One of the two. Um, and it, it struck her, you know, being a black woman, carrying a child. And even though we think, we, we, we think, we think in such modern terms about the assassination of black male bodies, but we know this went on, you know, Emmett Till forward and backwards from Emmett Till. And so she's very struck by it. And so there's this family, this black family that has lost a child to violence. And this is very much about how the remaining members, the brother, the father who was with the boy when he was shot, the mother who has lost the youngest of her two children, how they get past it, how, how they cross over to the, the other side with this thing in the middle. And there's a cute little twist I won't talk much about, but... It um, there's a conversation about religion, and and maybe another line would be, the people who in our society who look like us, but they attend deaths, not so much about living, but they attend our deaths. So, really rich piece of work that I'm super psyched about getting to do. And so you keep up with me by uh, hitting up that Facebook page, Wordslinger. I have left out so much stuff. Uh, <laughs> so I'm, I'm out there laureating. Yeah, you are laureating. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. So I, I was taking some notes, um, and uh, and I want to make sure I have it correctly. So did you say Xcology? And then you said you're going to have a Lexcology tour. Lexcology. Like Lexicology is the study, the study of words. L E X C I C O L G Y. Lexicology. The okay, study so of the lexicon. Okay. Oh, okay. The lexicon. 
study of the lexicon. Okay, got it. Oh, oh I, I should also shout out May 15th um, out in East Oakland, Homefulness mm-hmm. is having a poetry and prayer event. Mm-hmm. I will be there. Once again, Tongo Iason will be there. Also, Kim Shuck will be there. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, People's Candidate for Governor um, will be there. And okay. so uh, that's a good thing. Come out and support homefulness, people's people driven solutions to problems the government can't solve. Mm-hmm. And when is that? That's May 15th. You are so busy. My goodness. Chapter 510 is opening back up to the public. And so next week I will be at the opening for Chapter 510 as well. Come out and support um, young poets. A lot of our poet laureates uh, gather and congregate. Uh, the youth poet laureates gather there and mm-hmm. congregate and sharpen their skills. It's a safe space for youth. They put their anguish on the page and stay mm-hmm. out the streets. So I'm a big supporter of uh, Chapter 510. Yeah, where is Chapter 510? Downtown. Um, eh, over near Swans. Okay. Yeah, it's the Department of Make Believe. Oh, okay. Yeah, because they used to be on Telegraph, but they're there now. Yes, that they they're building on on Telegraph is where Nomadic used to be located too, and yeah. that building is being um, retrofitted in some way. I I think that Nomadic and Five One Ten will eventually end up back at the space on Telegraph. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, wow! How nice. Nice. And, One more um, big laureate project that is not happening yet, okay. but it, it is in the formation part, again, with the support of Nomadic Press. Mm-hmm. Um, I am going to have another uh, digital program offering, mm-hmm. and it is um, conversations with laureates. Mm-hmm. I want to talk with laureates across the country mm-hmm. about public events, share work, um, share the difference between the spaces where we are. Talking to Joy Harjo would be really interesting. Oh, I could be the first Native American Mm -hmm. woman, Native American poet. Mm -hmm. And again, you give these keys to such interesting people, right? How how has it been for her? Her, uh, And uh, she's running back to back. She's on her second term now. Mm -hmm. Um, A conversation with Kim Shook would be delicious. Um, Kim was poet laureate of San Francisco so long until she finally said, would you guys please, don't you think maybe you ought to find another person? Now, you know, these are both people who've had more than one term. I don't want you to think that I have a theme here, but perhaps I do. (laughs) (laughs) I also would uh, love to have an extended conversation with my brother, uh, Tongo Iason Martin. Mm -hmm. Um, Tongo's from a fascinating family, and Tongo and I, I have a, a long relationship. My oldest daughter was actually Tongo's summer camp uh, counselor for several years. Um, the Camp Winter Rainbow is a big thing in the, the creative community here. And even though it's run by Hugh Brahman, who ran, who was a mayor of Berkeley for a while, and I'm not doing him a disservice by describing him as an old hippie. It's a, a sweet and true thing. Hippies were the best and finest of white people ever. And uh, even though it's his camp, and it is an expensive camp to go to, 
they give out scholarships, and there are so many uh, young black North American African children that I know that have benefited from going to, to camp Winter Rainbow. Um, actually, my summer camp is actually uh, modeled on Camp Winter Rainbow. Okay. Uh, making a better world through performance, unlocking the best that's in everyone through performance, you know. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, so Cong- so I've, I've known Tongo for a really long time um, and find him absolutely fascinating besides the fact that he's, um, again, one of the best living poets that I know. And mm-hmm. so it'll be fascinating to be in an extended conversation with him. So look out for those. Those are those are coming down the pike. We may not be able to get them into production until mm-hmm. maybe after the summer. That seems like a wonderful thing for me to do when it gets cold outside and I don't want to be outside anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Wow. You have some really, really wonderful, um, you know, public events um, and projects to, um, you know, to make poetry accessible. Um, you know, to everyone, because you know there's so many different kinds of people that make up our society mm-hmm. and and our community, particularly here, you know, in Oakland. Uh, Oakland is a really really unique uh, public space. It is with a really unique history, a really interesting pregnant present, mm-hmm. and um, it is it is a, a I'm finding it to be a worthwhile endeavor to, to consciously speak into what his future can look like. You know, in a lot of ways, it's, it's a, an all-out war for black people to be able to stay here in the city at this point mm-hmm. uh, and contemplate as the laureate living in rented rooms as I do. You know, what one more rent increase means. It would be an interesting situation for the poet laureate to live in Sacramento or, or Fresno or Antioch. And so as a, a creative, and I think that art has the responsibility of describing the world as it exists, critiquing the world as it exists, but also conjuring the world as it could be. Um, this is a really, like I said, pregnant present to be in this particular city with this mm-hmm. legacy of, of, of struggle and self-determination. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, I'm really happy that you are, you know, the Port Lard for the city of Oakland. And uh, and I certainly hope that you get an extended term and an extended term and an extended term, you know, like you can be Port Lard as long as you want to be Port Lard. I mean, I actually told the man, come on, I'm getting old. Why don't we just let me do it until there's no more me and then y'all could have other people after that. You right, know, right, I, totally. I'm, I'm yeah. working at it. I'm working at it. I'm going to become more. I better start writing a poem, yeah? <laughs> that, that <laughs> yeah, yeah, because, you know, you, you, you build institutions, um, and institutions, you know, that are alive and living, not, not brick and mortar, but, you know, they're porous, and they, and they, and they actually breathe. Um, you know, you think about the, um, the, uh, the business district, the arts business district that you founded, um, to 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 make sure that there was a place for the black voice in the city of Oakland, as more and more people are priced out of Oakland. 
just like in San Francisco. And and then, you know, your your festival that you have, you know, in August, you know, Black August. And, you know, there's an intention in, in all of the work you do. You represent us. I can't take credit for founding the district. Um, I thought and, I read that on your on your website. I mean, I know you weren't I all found, I founded um, Black Arts Movement Business District Community Development Corporation. But that oh, okay. was... That was, people have heard the term passing the baton. Mm-hmm. First of all, I don't believe in passing the baton, not not being black. One, I believe in intergenerational work. Our elders are an immense source of experience and, and knowledge. And our youth are our future. They're, they're equipped and set up to do things we have never thought of and no longer have the stamina to do. So my thing is everybody in the room until it's done. However, Marvin X and Amira Baraka used to have a ton of conversations in my presence that I had the uh, privilege of participating in. Where they pointed out there were 27 cities in the United States that had large black populations that carried the black power movement and could be used that they were activated to create a resurgence of black power. And these are conversations, of course, before Mary died. And even at that point, they felt a sense of urgency for black people in America. They felt like a storm was coming and they felt like we needed to buttress up. And so they talked about uh, tours and cultural districts, ways to activate these 27 cities. And so out of that flow conversations with Marvin X and Paul Cobb, mm-hmm. where Paul Cobb is, is a great Oakland lobbyist for things that he believes in. And he's long been a patron of Marvin X's. Mm-hmm. And so they put together and they lobbied the current city council person, who was Lynette McElhaney, um, for the district. And Lynette McElhaney crafted a resolution that created the Black Arts Movement Business District in January of 2016. Mm-hmm. To which Marvin said he was tired, that it had taken a long time to, to, to lobby to get it, and he foresaw a long period of bureaucratic wrangling to make it be anything more than a proclamation. There were also a group of young people who, uh, the statement that struck me most is, why do we need a Negro Museum district? And so I didn't want it to be that. And also, in 2016, I had been writing for about four or five years, talking about writing out a day, what gentrification was going to do to us, and trying to get people to figure out how sausage was made here. Up until that point, I made art, and I, that's how I, I conducted activism, that kind of thing. But gentrification was well underfoot in 2016. And so I understood if I wanted to continue to make art here, I didn't, I no longer, it's like it is for black people all the time. You say you got to paint your sign and carry it too. I could not, I, I no longer had the luxury of just making art, which was never a luxury anyway. We were always under, underestimated, um, pouring out of pocket in order to create working 16 jobs just so you could do theater. But I understood that we had to do more than that or we weren't going 
going to be able to do theater here. And when I thought about the fact that that would make us refugees. So they talk about a northern migration. Me and you know better. You know, birds migrate out of survival. Birds migrate the same way that people migrate. And when you look at that and you put it in human terms of reality, they were refugees. They were fleeing. They were fleeing the violence of the South. They were fleeing the lack of opportunity. They were running to the hope of, of, of a, a decent job with a living wage so they could feed their families with dignity. So they and, tell me. And they, found, and they found, a lot of our families found the same thing. Found the same thing. You came to California, you did things like, I mean, the Harlem of the West is a beautiful example. Yes, there was work at the shipyard. Yes, people built beautiful Victorian houses. And then the people in the Victorian houses got in trouble and called out for running hotbeds because you would send for your people down south and they would come. You'd actually have two sets of families living in the house, one to work the night shift and one to work the day shift. So they've never home together. The house is being utilized 24 hours. Of course, people, people didn't like that because these were Africans making the way. A lot of people don't know that. Pullman porters, that, those trains were designed to look like the drawing rooms of plantations and that the black men who made their living there, it was a, a twofold sort. It brought you out of the South. It paid you a decent living, but it actually took the genteel service of waiting hand and foot on white people and made it a mobile thing. But that money helped build the Harlem of the West because do no banks loan no money to build most of these Victorians down here. Black people did it by 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 working around the clock, et cetera, et cetera, and running. Then people would loan money for you to start your house, and and a lot of times people didn't even expect to be fully repaid. A part of the repayment was, who are you bringing? Who who are you going going to help pour a foundation for? So. I don't, I don't remember what the question was. You started me talking about West Coast. Oh, the, the cultural district itself. So I, I understood the cultural district. I couldn't get people to read the West Oakland plan. I, um, it was big and it was dusty. And I barely knew how the sausage was made myself. And so I, I, I considered uh, the naming of the cultural district, it gave us a physical, geographical battlefield. Something that then we can say, this is ours. We get the battle from right here. We're going to plant a flag here. We're going to come up from right here. And I'm an artist, so I attached, I, I attached onto the Black Arts Movement part of that. And I consider art to be a business. Not only is it a business, it's, it's, a, it's secular and non-secular. Business and a religion. It is what, is what has kept us afloat. It is the attendant to power is the ability to articulate the the circumstance and the dream is 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 necessary in order for power to be manifested. So I founded the Community Development Corporation because Marvin said he was leaving the room and if we wanted it, he had taken it as far as he could. And now it was somebody else's turn. And uh, I use this opportunity to say that um, I long for the days when I just made art my heart breaks in rooms where our lives and our possibilities are decided by politicians 
who are often more concerned with their the, their their next office than they are with doing the best and the boldest thing for where they are right now. For those that won't, that take the power and actually think it's their power for the few minutes they hold it. You 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 serve at the will of the people. And I would think that the best politician, the, the optimal politician, is a politician that wants to enable what the people have a foot at that point in time. You're temporary. The people are permanent. They're forever, you know. So how do how do you then pour into institutions? So I wanted an organization that could advocate in an organization that wasn't um, dependent upon the powers that be. So I've always advocated for a hybrid district with the vision offered by the people, and then that that vision supported by the municipality to make it to make it come true. And so. Um, We've done some things. It's an immense amount of work. I am in a, a year right now where we are trying to do a lot of outreach and team build and bring a lot of other people into this work. So I could go back and make art full time because that one thing feeds the other. I knew that we had to fight to be able to stay. So I, I created a mechanism that we can use to fight, that we can use for voice that if we build it bigger, has the potential of being institution and stewarding what comes next for us, being the people's voice, divorced from who's, it, who's in office. At any given time with the demographic change in Oakland, you could look up at everybody on the city council and everybody elected. It could all be white here in Oakland. So... It is my vehicle for trying to give us as many spaces as possible for us to practice collaboration, collective uh, action, doing for self, building structures that allow us not to participate in the structures that kill us. Um, Yeah. talked a lot longer than than you anticipated, and so I was wondering um, if you could share a poem, whichever one you decided, because uh, we, you know, you have a lot of books in front of you, so I don't know what you're feeling, but share something, please. Well, I got a horse eater on top, because one of these days we'll talk about origin story. Uh, this, this one in horse eater... You don't really need to know what a horse eater is to to be able to catch on to this one. But it flows very nicely from what we were just talking about. If I could just sign the page. Oh, here we go. This piece is in Horse Eater. You can get it from Nomadic Press. And the piece is called Clear. I am awake, wide-eyed, sure, aware here, inside consciousness, looking out from knowing, no rose-colored glasses, clear, unafraid, clear, sure, here, present, in this moment with real wounds transformed into myths of honor 
worn like a crown. Debts paid. In charge of deciding where the line is and who can cross over. Owning my want, my suffering, my anger, and hope. Memories of wars won, wars lost, the ball. Born warrior. No separation from my protection. The gods whisper, the dead's translate, I listen. My swords cut both ways. Desert eagles stop doves and hawks from crying. Always fit for the battle. All battles are not fit to be fought. Some are to be understood. Others are to fit you for bigger battles. Some to bleed you of intention. Never bleed without gaining ground. There is no romance in suffering. Struggle bleeds early grades. Nothing. The cost of owning want is heavy, as is struggling not to want. So choose your battles. I have learned to see further down the road than looking, like the distance between hearing understanding, and pushing back. The wind knows where not to blow and when to be a hurricane, when to push the water over the shore and when to fan the fire. I am unseparated from my knowing. Collard greens, buttermilk, cornbread, sweet potato, if you're lucky. Someone else's land, house, school, city, country, Dream, freedom, justice, wealth, progress, forward, movement, manufacturing, the manifestation of rights over others' rights, the right to other others. All the juice boxes in your lunch box. Your daddy owned the water fountain. Your grandfather patent water. Poverty smelled like fried chicken in small rooms with windows painted shut, no gardens, liquor stores, three strikes, eviction, profiling, jail cells, drug addiction, two small shoes, the word no, and dry blood. See, I understand the way the words flip-flop like they dead fish, playing dead like landmines hidden in the dirt, lurking in the funk of being Alive, painting reality, sometimes using the invisible crayon, singing colorblind anthems, broadcast onto reality, making it hard to understand, really, really hard to separate it from the mesmerizing bitty box spit by the system, humming while you dream, working while you pray, eating your shadow until you are not sure if you are real anymore. I am here, eyes wide, seeing beyond looking, understanding beyond hearing, like the distance between knowing and pushing back. Thank you.
Uh, wow, thank you. I, I really like that collection. Thank you so much for having me. It was so good to hang out. You got to have me come through more. Come on, on the Poet Laureate. Come on. <laughs> well, you know, um, uh, when I get back, maybe we could um, we could have you come on, you know, every month, you know, every other month. Every other month. Let's talk about it. Okay. I, I, I love that idea. Okay, yeah, yeah. Like, bring us the news. Like, you know, sort of like we have our, our jollies, right? Yes, yes. So, like, I okay, love it. This is what's going on, and this is the poem that will help get you through it. To yes. it, through it. Yes, I yes. love it. Yeah, okay, awesome. Well, again, thank you so much and uh, fitting us in. I know you are really busy, busy, which, you know, you were busy before, and now you're even more busy. And I hope that you get your money so that you can happen to come out of pocket. And, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to catching some of these um, these projects, these programs, particularly the virtual ones. Yeah, please come out and uh, and support some of this some of this work. Come and come soak up some of this literature. Speak mm-hmm. um, tomorrow night. Not really worried about the money. They eventually will give it up. This is our city. It's very special. They got to see. You got to prove you were worth getting it to begin with. And, again, is the foundation for my cry that they said, let me do a back-to-back. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me, Wanda. I appreciate you. Okay. You take good care. Care. And have a good rest of the day. You too. Right. Bye-bye. Blessings. Bye-bye. Uh, so that was uh, Poet Lart for the city of Oakland, um, Dr. Ayadeli Nzinga in the house. And, uh, and as usual, she was phenomenal. Thank you so much for listening to another edition of Wanda Picks. Peace, blessings.